up, what up, what up? We are back with another episode. It is Hosts. It's episode 49. It's Everett alongside uh, Moiser, alongside our, our new meme guy. Um, I think uh, Evan Payne and Moiser might have to have a couple words because it seems like Moiser's on the receiving end <laughs> on, of a lot of memes. But uh... Every single fucking one, actually. <laughs> I mean, or Pat Packy's actually been getting the short end of the stick this week, though. So well, I felt great stories. He's got great stories, and I mean, Moiser, you've lived a thousand lives at uh, your your young ripe age, so uh, it would you know you have more worldly experience. But uh, Moiser, how are you? Ah, uh, pretty good. Um, just got back from uh, picking up a title for. My new truck, that thing's almost done, getting it put back together. Uh, had a you know great time Saturday at uh, alumni night for Ohio State. Ended up, uh, black ice was really, really bad, and I my Tacoma's just a two-wheel drive, uh, rear-wheel drive uh, truck, so I was fishtailing literally all over the place. Uh, so we ended up, me and Chloe stayed at hotel down in Columbus, and... Uh, yeah, just went to work today, took care of some stuff, and, you know, now we're here. We're getting dialed in. All right. <clears throat> Quick follow-up here. Uh, I don't – I'm not familiar with the whole deal, but did you meet Chloe at Ohio State? Mm-mm. Okay. No. So, no. So second part to this question, did you just feel like the man when you took her back to the, the old fucking stomping grounds or what? Uh, absolutely not. No, no. Okay. Um. <laughs> I was, I was for four years, I successfully was the most irrelevant player on the team. So, um, it's not really, uh, it's not really, um, what's where I'm looking for. Like uh, when I'm there, like R- RJ Umberger was there and, and when his name got announced, everyone's like, Oh, RJ Umberger, woo, woo, woo. When my name got announced. Everyone had their, you know, it was like, uh, that scene from mystery Alaska, everyone had their newspaper <laughs> out there. Like, <laughs> yeah but you could have told chloe well look like that's where i used to sit up here when i dress i'd be right there and then this is where we go here and i'd get a cup of coffee from that uh that place up there right yes well one it was funny one of the uh one of the script like one of one of the kids that was still there when i was there he was sitting out and uh He's like, hey, look, I'm right i'm right where you left me i'm like hey i was here too i just sat right down there and i pointed at the bench but no, it was uh, it was it was actually a a fun night and and it was cool like just because I mean there was legit guys that like the one I was talking to this one guy, I forgot his name obviously because I'm scatterbrained as hell but he played at OSU like 55 years ago and it was oh. like there's me there's me who I was like the baby out of all of it. I was the youngest alumni there I was uh I graduated about two years ago now and yeah. Uh, I mean, there was guys that graduated like 55 years ago and it was like, holy cow. And it was pretty cool to talk to them and just hear like how, how different it was back then. And like, yeah, I mean, it's great. Like college hockey now is like at a lot of campuses, it's big, you know, one of the bigger sports, if not the biggest sport. And um, obviously OSU, I, as far as the program itself to come a long way, it came from, you know, a little one side, uh, you know, metal bleacher, uh, 500 seat arena to, you know, obviously that Saturday night, cause there was a football game. It wasn't anything crazy as far as attendance, but I'm pretty sure that 
their indoor on campus uh NCAA attendance record for hockey is Ohio State. Mm, humble brag. You'd, you'd have you'd have to you'd have <laughs> to check it check me on that, but I think the I think the uh outdoor record is held by someone that we can't really talk about, but what do you mean? Yeah, you got uh, – don't get your boy going up here because uh, <laughs> big, uh big blue guy. But uh, I do want to introduce – oh, I guess, Evan, I do want to ask you. I mean, are we allowed to talk to you, talk about, you know, your little clip you sent us? Yeah, Which I don't one? know if we're allowed oh, – I, I don't know if we're allowed to post it. I'll I'll have to uh, – Verify? I'll have to, I'll have to ask around. But, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, the language is a little bit sensitive in that. Um. Yeah. No, I mean you can ask me about it. I I don't see why we can't talk about it. Wait, how so uh for everyone that's listening, for all of our faithful listeners, um all around the world, we are global. Uh Evan got to do the pre-game lineup read, which, you know, you've seen a couple of guys like celebrity appearances do it here and there, different rooms, NHL, well not really NHL, sorry. Like junior hockey, minor stuff like that, college getting to read the lineup. Uh, your boy, the electric factory over here, Moiser got to step in. Like, I, I'm kind of curious, just did they let you know ahead of time? Like, Hey, or was it like, Hey, I'm going to go do, you talk to coach. He's going to go do the speech and like, Moiser, you want to do the read or what was that like? Uh, well, I was tech actually. Okay. Well, first of all, shout out Dusty Carlson. He actually listens like every week religiously and he will, he wants on bad dude. He wants on bad. So we'll we just got to get. We got to get, we got to manifest that. But, um, I was, I, I still keep up with him. Um, like I'll text him pretty much once a week, ask him on the weekend, went whatever. But obviously this week, alumni week, I'm like, all right, yeah, like wh- whatever, I'll see you. And, and my, I forgot if it was my junior or my sophomore year, but, uh, we went on like a six or seven game heater, like, uh, I was reading the lineup card before the oh, game. Yeah. And uh so we went on like six or seven game heat or whatever. And I was like, oh yeah, and let Rawls know the the head coach T Brawl, because let Rawls know if he needs the electric factory back, I'll be there. Like just, the, just literally as a joke and and half halfway not because I knew they'd probably let me. So I was like, oh yeah, like I'll go down to it. And I and he didn't text me back. And then the next day, day of the game, he's like, Hey, can you get down like right after warm-ups? Rawls said he wants you to do the lineup card. I'm like, yeah, I'll be there. So, and obviously, like, it's not like, it's not like, you know, whatever, like, the, I, the biz nasty, think of that one he did for the Oil Kings, whatever. It's not like, you know, a, a celebrity's walking in or, you know, one of the guys, ki- like, yeah, I just saw the Malkin one too. Like, one of the guy's kids is walking in or something like that. It's just like some guy that was completely irrelevant that played here a few years ago is walking in. So, I obviously wasn't bringing the the cool factor who I was, so I I brought the heat to the best of my abilities with my energy levels, you know. I mean, you definitely brought the energy here, Moiser. But uh, in that clip, like everyone's going nuts. So, like as much as you want to talk shit on yourself and like downplay it, you can tell like the kids that are still there absolutely loved seeing you, and like you just got everybody, you know, ready to go, jump through a wall. Oh. Um, so like. I don't know. It was pretty sick. It was, uh, that was a lot of fun to see. So congrats. Dude, and, uh, I think you crushed it. So safe to say. Yeah, I will. I actually was texting. Hire you. Yeah. Cameos. I was texting the, uh, the, our social media lady a little bit like the day before the game. Cause I was just like, Oh, like want to see you, whatever, say hi. 
So I'll have to shoot her another text to just say, hey, like, there's this video, like, I don't want to get anyone in trouble or do anything wrong, whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't see why I would get anyone in trouble, but I guess I don't want to put out something you guys don't want out. So well, we could always clip uh, out, like I could clip out the audio and, you know, take out the swear words and stuff. Cause well, you don't want that was, that, that was like the, that was like the, the Ohio state. That was like the funny thing is, is dusty, uh, dusty took that video. Yeah. Um, and he, he obviously sent it to me and, he was like talking to our ops guy, Lane Bell, and he's uh, Laner's like, oh, like we'll have to use that video for something. And Dusty's like, there's not, there isn't three seconds of this thing where you'll be able to use it. I I literally say fuck every five seconds in that video. Like I I I don't know why I I just so fired up, whatever. And you know, I think back, I think back to like, uh. I did like a, a thing with some youth teams or whatever. And like, I did, a, I did a few of the lineups and it was like, uh, when I did my internship with triple uh, a blue jackets, yep. shout out Dave Caruso. Um, it was actually like pulling teeth. Like I, I look like that kid that has like the veins popping out of like his temples and his neck and everything like that. Like, <laughs> like trying not to drop F bombs or say something like yeah. wrong in front of these kids or whatever. But, you know, I, I got pipes on me and I'll, I'll let them sing, but no, it was, it was fun and, and brought back some good memories and, and good to see all the guys down there. And, you know, obviously I like, I live, breathe, whatever Ohio state and everything about it. So definitely meant a lot to me and I was happy to do it. Yeah, that was awesome. I mean, the, the boys, you can just tell and like, if we can get that clipped up, uh, they were fired up. So I was pumped for you. Um, but on the other hot other side of the Ohio state, we got a big Michigan fan, um, new to the podcast, new to the staff. Uh, we could call it an intern. You could call him full time. You can call him whatever you want. None of us get paid to do it, but <clears throat> I'm very excited to introduce Evan Painter. He's the kid behind the memes, the man behind the memes. Uh, he's, you know, been a devoted lister, big time Vaughn guy. His dad's also a big time Vaughn guy. Shout out the painter family uh evan Payne, ep how are you doing i'm doing all, all right uh nothing, nothing too crazy you uh i mean you give the people a little bit of background you grew up playing hockey uh you grew up in omaha nebraska you're working out of the rink now uh you're somehow you know willing to deal with us uh what's the deal you know how do you how much do you like making memes it's fun. Uh, I used to be just the classic shit poster in high school. So I would just find the, the dumbest things for people to find, like laugh at or look at. And I would just send them around. So it's, it's nice to just do it again, but in a hockey sense and try to find the most obscure things and slap somebody's face on it. Yeah. Give, give the, the people who like it some, uh, some giggles. Pretty much oh. just make fun of me. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, I mean, at the end of the day, though, like, it's really cool for us because you can tell, like, there's people that I know that I'm friends with that listen a lot, like, religiously, like, Dusty. And when you, like, listen to the episodes and then you see all these pictures come out, like, you know, Evan wanted for impersonating an officer or your, uh, your cell on Fort Wayne as a newscaster, like, I love it. So, um, no, I think it's all good. I do want to get into because today is Monday the twenty first, but we got what this Thursday Thanksgiving, right? Um, yeah. Oh yeah, big time. So, 
I wanted to go over something a little bit more, you know, you could call it near and dear to the heart, but what are you guys thankful for? Moiser, do you have anything that jumps out to you? Because I could I mean, always go this, first too. Is this like, are we being serious or are is this like a <clears throat> a funny thing? Uh, Well, I guess, I mean, it could be either one. I'll give you my thankful for in terms of a hockey sense. Um, I was... I think, yeah, no, I was 17, you know, I was, I'm a late birth year in school and stuff coming out of high school hockey where I just started, you know, I played three years varsity there and like was fresh to ice hockey and everything. Not um, a big deal. <laughs> Captain senior year, no biggie. I haven't played like a handful of games. Um, coming out of that though, you know, it was, I was the classic target for like NA3 camps. Everyone's email, Hey, like come to our camp, come to our camp, come to our camp. And my dad played junior B hockey growing up. So like he wasn't a stranger to know what is and is not hockey. Did he really? Like that. Yeah. My dad played junior B. I didn't uh, know this. Okay. He always told stories about how he'd go to Canada and they'd go play all those teams and all that kind of shit. And uh funny story. My dad played junior hockey with Jeff Jackson, head coach at Notre Dame. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So like my dad used to say after his games, when him and the team would go out and have pops, AKA get hammered, uh, Jeff would like, finish their game or whatever or practice and then he'd have to go coach and that's when you know jeff started coaching kids locally and then obviously ended up at lake state and now he's you know running that notre dame program which is incredible but <clears throat> my dad said i asked my dad I'm like oh should like i kind of want to go do these camps like i'd like to go like play junior hockey or whatever right knowing that even if i was able to like somehow like buy my way onto that team and like be there i'd be like a fourth line goalie in the na3 and my dad looked at me, he's like, and I am thankful for this, I'm serious. He looked at me, he's like, Everett, like, you're just, you're not that good at hockey. So at the end of the day, like, I'm not going to pay for you to go play junior hockey. I'm going to help you out with school. You're already in at Michigan State. Just go there, like, play whatever kind of club hockey that you can and have fun with it. And it's, you know, looking back at it, one of the better decisions because, had I had gone to go play in the NA3 or USPHL or whatever and, like, you know, cut my teeth on that, I would have just ended up back at Michigan State playing club hockey just the same way I did. So, in so fact, though, I just, you know, got to skip out. But junior hockey experience I missed out on, which would have been a lot of fun. But uh, when you're on the road playing club hockey and you go to a hotel and you find heroin needles and empty syringes in your room and then you got to move to the other days in across the street for $60 it's pretty a much night. junior hockey. Yeah. It's, it's all the same. So there's no bus. Um, but yeah, like I I'm thankful for that in a hockey sense. Uh, do you guys got anything that jumps out to you? Um, well, you know, I guess I'm, uh, I'm thankful. Uh, I, yeah, actually, uh, I was, you know, I was going to be serious with it. I mean, yours was kind of funny. Mine, I was just going to say, I'm thankful for my, uh, my old man and my ma. Um, but no, I, I guess I'm, I'm thankful for, uh, you know, everything that, uh, Razzles has brought me, if you want to be funny about it, because now I'm a, uh, hack electrician, hack plumber fucking hack yeah. refrigeration repair man um no dude it's literally every fucking day is is something new i swear to god when you when it's like when when you when 
when you're running the business and like, it's not like a, you know, big chain or it's not like whatever, when it's like a small family owned, and I shouldn't even say small, it's like grown way bigger than we ever thought it would. But when it's something family owned, you're legit doing everything. I mean, like, dude, we like, I was, we were on the roof of a walk-in cooler last week trying to figure out the compressor, which was <laughs> way above our head. So we ended up having to call someone to do it anyway. Like today, one of the heaters wasn't working. So we were, we had a heater taken apart, trying to figure out this heater. We got it to work. But I mean, like, I, I'm just thankful that like, I'm learning all this shit from my dad. Cause when I get older and you know, when I have a house and all this shit myself and everything goes bad, fuck, I'll be happy to do it. But right now it's just annoying. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, I think the funny part that you bring up, uh, Moise is like, I mean, we have older listeners. We got younger listeners, like our demographics kind of like everywhere. But the thing is like the older listeners don't know, and they'll be listening to this and they're going to say, Oh no, like it's, it's good that you guys are figuring this shit out. Cause like me having this house the other day, I was trying to figure out what was going on with my, uh, my furnace because it, there was a trail of water leaking out and I messaged some people and stuff like that. But I looked at some clamps and I realized, Oh, the clamps, like I could turn the clamp around the pipe. I go, it shouldn't be that loose. So I tighten that. And now I don't have water leaking. But the thing is learning all these things about skills and fixing stuff on your own. Like you said, it is a pain in the ass right now because it's, something stupid you don't want to deal with but when shit happens later on in life like there's so many people oh, yeah. our age that don't know how to fix like a toilet flip fix a flap you know what i mean so it's just one of those skills that like if you can pull something apart and you can use your brain you know just to put it back together even though we're both you know idiots it's a lot more than most people know you know what i mean oh yeah exactly exactly <clears throat> um painter you got anything you're thankful for i have a list I made a small list. Fire it up. Let's see it. <laughs> uh, Peter did his homework. He came prepared. <laughs> I am prepared. Only time. Uh, scope of hockey. I'm thankful for Von Hockey for outfitting me for my 10 years plus of goaltending. You've got the receipts to show it. Thankful for Scotty Hughes. I absolutely love it. I think uh, Evan might be as well because he put up. With yeah, him for four you know years. that was that was one of, that was one I probably should have said is Vaughn hockey, but you know what? That's just that's just my lack of preparation. Proper preparation prevents piss poor performance, and so far I've had a piss poor perform- performance. So sorry, I apologize to everyone, especially Vaughn hockey. Well, considering you volunteer your time for this as a, a volunteer co-host, uh, we appreciate it. So we, we'll pay it back that way. Uh, Painter, what else we got? Uh, second, we got B2P as the meme guy. Thankful to be able to explore my creativity with a phone app <laughs> and sometimes not meaningly bully Evan Moyes. <laughs> what else you got? Anything else? Uh my family, of course, my wonderful uh, girlfriend who is uh, flexing on me every minute of the day this week as she's in Maui. Oh, yeah, that's tough, buddy. You didn't get the family invite, huh? No, didn't. Yeah, you got to but... wipe that up I sooner don't... and you'll, you're on those trips. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 
I'm th- I'm thankful though that I didn't have to take three different flights to get to Maui. So sounds like a miserable flight day. That's true. You gotta you gotta pros and cons it. Pros and cons it. Um, uh, what else? Anything else? Uh, thankful for being able to do the Michigan because it's a cool trick to make me look like I'm good at hockey. Did uh, did you study that Fuck off yeah, of Kyle's, Kyle. Kyle's tapes? Yeah. I can't do it in goalie gear, but I started learning the Zorro and the Michigan whenever I started skating out last year. So I've got two completely useless tricks in the bag. But you know what? If you got in front of a group of kids and then you filmed it with your phone or had someone film you explaining how to do it and why it would improve their game, you could slowly become a skills development coach in your local area. So you're talking talking about the one guy that he daddy always roasts, right? Yes. Yeah, you got this $400 stick. You got to get into it and you got to really leverage the $400 technology and these $400 (laughs) sticks. You know, you got to come through and leverage your hands. And it's like, oh my, he's got the whistle. The one where he, the one where he, uh, I forget what he's showing. It's like, he's like showing him how to like escape off the wall or something like that. And he's like, don't use three crossovers. We use four crossovers every time here. And I'm like, I mean, you watch him and you're like, dude, if this guy, if this guy got into a fucking SP game, let alone a coast game, let alone an American league game, let alone a fucking show game, this guy's fucking FP head game. would be 15 feet off his fucking body. Get him in the fed. Yeah. 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 He's done. He could kick it in the fed. Probably. According to Trav four Oilers, he probably couldn't though. Yeah, because he's a beauty. Um, Painter, you got anything else you're thankful for? Uh, I just put Thanksgiving because it brings the family together so that we can play uh, GoldenEye on the GameCube. Oh, hell yeah, brother. <laughs> play some sick GameCube games. Um, it's the only time the Switch is useful, Thanksgiving time. <laughs> there it is. That's um, fucked. Painter, I got to ask, <laughs> uh, how do you feel about that big sweep, buddy? It's tough, but we got to give a shout out to Tyler Shea being being gritty, coming out, rocking the goalie skates and warmies. Yeah, it's a tough There's look. nothing that made that week more enjoyable for Michigan hockey than to see Tyler Shea with the the first night their jerseys. He had like, like his nameplate was held on by like maybe Velcro. two threads of, <laughs> of Velcro. <laughs> that was such a... It's such a weird experience, but we also have to sh- shout out our, our guy, Bardo. I mean, that sweep doesn't happen if he doesn't show up. So, Well, second game, first period, I think Michigan loaded up shots like 15. Minnesota might have had like five. So, like, they tilted the ice there because I think they going into game two, they, they know like, hey, we got to lay it on, lay it on early and try and find a couple because we're going to get gassed and it's going to be tough going down the stretch. Um. Evan, I guess I do want to ask, I mean, Big Ten hockey, it's right there. Like the way I looked at that, those games, like huge wins for Minnesota. Like, yeah, you kind of, you got to come in there and do it, but did they really play Michigan? You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, what they were, they were down, like they were down a full line, pretty much of forwards. 
and down a good amount and then and they were probably down some i'd assume some i mean i don't i don't know what's going on up there i i know there's some sort of there some sort of illness or whatever but i'd assume they were down a few of their studs was fantilly playing at all that's a better question for you to ask yourself um but yeah i know like michigan guy like state of michigan guy steven holtz uh he was in icu from what i understand he mm-hmm. was removed off the ventilator though so i think he's in better shape but you know thoughts and fucking prayers scary there dude it's actually it's scary, it's scary. um it's crazy yeah they haven't given an update but from what i heard on the inside i'm hoping he from what i was told he's been bumped off but yeah like michigan went through is going through some tough times with health and sickness and like yeah. just getting healthy and everything um but the way you kind of look at it, like Minnesota comes into play U of M and I don't want to take anything away from it, but like, I think you get Michigan healthy, your outcomes could be a little bit different and those are tougher games, especially in those ranks, but, uh, it's a good test and I'm excited for, uh, Bardo Bart's, you know, to go in there and play against a tough in a tough rink and yeah. tough stands and it's a good turn. Um, you also, guys got to go ahead. Rutger McGrody, uh, gate is so i played youth hockey against him because his dad was the lincoln stars coach he's one of like the top kids he was drafted by the jets like maybe like 10th seventh overall pick this year started in lincoln and we played youth hockey against each other and i think one game in that like i don't know squirts maybe put seven on me and i don't think i've forgotten that uh the car ride home from my dad coming from the ice box talking about how I shouldn't do the butterfly so much because I'm not tall enough for it. It still rings in my head to this day. So um, thanks Rutger. I mean, uh, same boat Rocco Grimaldi. I don't know if you guys know the name Nash. Well, he was with Nashville. I don't know where he's at now. Mm-hmm. I think um, he's in Milwaukee. Uh, I think he's on a deal with Nashville, but in Milwaukee. They imported him to Detroit to go play for Little Caesars when he was a kid. And those, this is back when like everyone was playing a little bit of roller, a little bit of ice. And when we do summer tournaments, uh, those Little Caesars kids would play for Mission Detroit. And in roller, in those tournament styles, because the days can run long if games run long or whatever, if you're up by eight any at any point in time, like games just over, everyone gets off and they move on to the next game. Every time we play mission, Rocco would have like six, like in, in five, seven, five to seven minutes. And we'd be done in the first period. So, uh, yeah, painter, like I get it. Like I totally, totally, totally get it. So, um, Moiser painter, you guys got anything else you want to finish up before we kick it over to the Cal Peterson for round two on, uh, on the pod? No, sir. Shout out Alex Houston. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out Houston and the, uh, the uh USCHL. Yeah, the USCHL. Um yeah, we'll have to talk to Hughes. Uh but yeah, listen, subscribe, follow, new episodes every Wednesday. Buckle up because we're gonna have Cal Peterson on, the kid from uh Waterloo, the kid from Iowa, and uh currently with the LA Kings. So we'll see you guys next week. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, buckle up because we're back for another episode. For all those goalies around the world, we got a kid from Waterloo, Iowa. It's his round two here with Between Two Posts, and we couldn't be more happy to have him. The kid from L.A., now from L.A., excuse me, uh, Cal Peterson. Cal, how are you? Doing great, Paul. Thanks for having me on. 
thanks for taking the time out of your guys' uh, nonstop hockey schedule to, you know, cut out some time and just hang out with us, you know? Yeah, I know. It's great. It's uh, it's nice to have a little bit of a break, and but this the schedule's been hectic. I think we have the most most games played in the NHL or something, so people are going to have to catch up eventually, but not a lot of days off around here. That's tough. It'll come, though. It'll come. Um, Cal, how do you pronounce your middle name? Is it Lewis or Louis? Uh, Lewis. Lewis. I was yeah. I was hoping it'd have like some, you know, like, well, my situation's a little different being adopted from Korea, but like I have a Korean last name, so it's pronounced A. So I wasn't sure if you had a little bit of French in you, and I was like, Louis. Oh, no. Well, it's funny. It's it's after my grandpa, and he, uh, everybody used, his name's Lewis, but everybody would call him Louis. So I guess it could be both ways. <laughs> We're not far off here. Huh? Yeah. 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 You're not wrong. Um, Cal, uh, we do have, I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I guess I'm going to have to, this episode is going to come out right before Thanksgiving. So I just wanted to see off the top of your head real quick. Don't take too long to think about it. Anything you're thankful for in your day-to-day life. It doesn't have to be that serious. Like maybe it's, uh, having electric cars or living by the beach or, uh, <laughs> you know, having the Lakers nearby, anything like that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's like, I mean, I'm pretty obviously very thankful for my family um my dog my friends you know but you know it's a little bit cliche but just super grateful to to live the life that i do and and to have like these opportunities and live in such an amazing place and um you know be be a part of a a really cool team and a great group of guys and you know hopefully you know a group that's gonna you know win some championships down the road so i'm just very grateful for you know to be in this be in this position and Try not to take that for granted. No, that's awesome. Uh, I, I think you bring up something that I wanted to, you know, chat about later. But, like, where LA is at and where you're at right now is very exciting for us to watch, at least from the outside, just because, you know, some people could say, like, you guys were on a shift where, uh, you know, you had a wave of young kids coming in, one of them being yourself, and, like, maybe it's a rebuilding. But between last season and this season, it seems like this adjustment's been, like, seamless so it is very exciting to see like where the la kings where are you guys going to take this so i'm pretty pumped up for you uh next question right off the rip who do you think you got more of your athletic ability from your mom or your dad (laughs) well i definitely didn't get any of the size from my dad uh or my mom really um but my mom's brothers were pretty big so that's that's like the i guess my one saving grace um, but it's always funny whenever I take pictures with my family or whatever, I'm like a foot taller than everybody else. So, uh, <laughs> that's, that's a little funny, but I don't know. I mean, I would say, I would say a good mixture of both. I mean, there, my dad, um, was very athletic. He played goalie too. Um, you know, so I get it. I think I get a little bit of that from him. And then my mom too was very athletic growing up too as well. So it's like a little bit of combination between and, um, you know, so, I take a little bit more, I guess, my hockey personality is a little bit more geared towards my dad, but um, probably my everyday personality is a little bit more similar to my mom. So in terms of when you got to calm down, you get your mom's voice in the back of your head, like, hey, like, it's not a big deal. We got to go let the leaf down the river. We got a long game ahead of us kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, you know, when I need a kick in the ass, it's my dad's voice in my head. And, you know, when I need to have a little bit more perspective or something like that, it's my mom's voice. So I'm very very grateful to have uh, two sides of that. 
That's awesome. Did you? So your dad played. I didn't know that. Um, was your dad a full right too, or is this just just you? Just me. Um, yeah, he played goalie at uh, Bethel College in Minnesota. Yeah. Um, oh so yeah. So yeah, he played there. He played for uh, played for Waterloo Blackhawks too. Coming up. Uh, so yeah. So he uh, he had a great career too. Um, but it's a fun thing, obviously, with him playing goalie, and you know, us getting us getting to share that is is a cool thing. Now, I guess this is a follow-up just because uh, we're here and I want to know with growing up, obviously, I'm sure your dad probably talked to you a lot after your games and everything, mm-hmm. uh, giving you a little insight like we were talking about it before and Painter's dad just letting him have it after giving up like a 10-piece in one game. Well, like, <laughs> your dad's going to your, your dad's gonna let you know, hey, like you weren't that good today. Um, so you grew up with that, but now being in uh, – the big league you could call it the show i mean does that do you still have those conversations where he's like hey cal you got to get out of your reverse buddy like you're giving up you're giving up that weak side shoulder yeah no it's a it, it actually a lot hasn't changed i mean it's still the same conversations i call them after every game and you know we kind of both equally have to kind of digest the game and uh you know we'll go over the goals and he'll ask me some questions but you know he's never really critical um you know i think it we've kind of more so gotten, you know, to the collaborative uh, point in our, in, in the, in the hockey relationship, but it's again, like, I mean, he's such a great voice for reason and knows exactly what I need to, to hear and um, gives me a little piece of insight that probably, you know, I don't think of, yeah. you know, in the heat of the moment when I'm very emotional after games or something like that. So um, he's always such a, it's, it's win, lose or draw. It's always nice to be able to call him and just kind of digest and, it doesn't feel like I'm ever over the game unless uh, unless I've talked to him. That's awesome. I mean, it's a good way to kind of reground yourself and not get lost and like, because obviously you know, like at this level, there's so many things that can happen, and then you know, certain people are saying things and weighing in, and now you're taking in advice from two or three people. And it's like we just gotta you know keep it super simple and ground ourselves. Um, I got a question. Uh, Painter got this asked from a friend. What's the deal with Sub City? Are you a big Sub City guy? Sub city, yeah, from from Iowa. <laughs> is there some cities in Iowa? Is I that? Think, I think that's what I've been told. Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know if I've had a sub. I don't know if I've had a sub city. I'm trying to think. If uh, I didn't know that was an Iowa thing, I know it's. We, the, I want to say the food thing that we're most known for is like. Uh, you heard of the Casey's General Store, and they got the breakfast oh, yeah. pizza there. <laughs> yeah, you know it. Yeah. That's that's the thing that I would say that we're most that we're most known for in Iowa. But uh, the Sub City, I can't even think if I've had if I've had anything from Sub City. That's a tough one. That's all right. Um, we did want to ask with uh, Painter being from Nebraska, who do you think's got the better corn, Iowa or Nebraska? So definitely Iowa. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I've had Nebraska corn, but. Uh, I mean, it's like the, it's like the best thing ever when, um, you know, like the farm, this is going to sound really hick and really Iowa, but like, <laughs> like when the, when the harvest or like when the crops are done or whatever, the, the uh, farmers just come to like the random street corners in our town yeah. and just sell the corn out of the back of their trucks. I'm sure it's the same in Nebraska, and, uh, but it's always the best. Like, you know, we, we, we'll like, uh, you know, take it to our, 
cabinet or friends and stuff like that and basically barter with the sweet corn it's it's everybody loves it that much so uh that it's such an awesome thing and i i grew up just basically having ears of corn for dinner so we're gonna take a real quick break from the show to talk about one of our presenting uh sponsors here and that is easy crease take your goaltending development to the next level by giving your goalies a crease every drill as they should have i'm sure you remember when you were a kid you're doing half ice stuff and you have no idea where you're at. You're lost, no man's land, wrong turn at Albuquerque, you know, stuff like that. Easy crease quickly and easily gives goalies a crease anywhere on the ice. It works great for small area games, goalie clinics, or just anytime your goalie doesn't have a crease. Be sure to order now at www.easycrease.com, spelled exactly how it sounds, or check them out on Amazon. Back to the show a good way to get healthy i mean that's probably what uh aided you in your growth you know what i mean yeah yeah i just ate <laughs> i just ate the most corn but no it is funny though it's like same thing like with my grandpa it's, maybe it's just the way that they grew up but he would come over and we'd have a cookout and he would just have four or five years of corn and call it a day <laughs> <laughs> i got everything i need corn's got protein yeah. it's got carbs it's everything <laughs> loaded, with butter, loaded with butter and a whole salt shaker and he was good to go Man, there's nothing more Midwestern. Like you go to the farm and they do the, like a corn cook right there, and they got oh, it yeah. ready to go. And then you just soak that thing with butter, throw the salt on, and you're just chowing down out there. Oh, Dude, yeah. when I when I played in Wisconsin, my billets would they'd like cook a fuck ton of it, and then they'd they'd take it and they'd put it in like those freezer bags and they'd freeze it. And then like when I like every dinner or whatever, they'd take a they'd take it out of the freezer bag, just nuke it, and then. We just have like that was like their thing. I don't know why. Yeah. I, crazy. I, I mean, that's a questionable move because I don't think it takes much to like unless you're grilling it, I guess. But like, but I mean, like, corn, think about right? like over the winter, like, you, like Cal was saying, like at the end of the heart, like it's same thing in Ohio, like that's at the end true. of the harvest, everyone's sitting on the side of the road, like in front of their farm with you know just ears of sweet corn everywhere. So I guess yeah, like yeah. that was that that was their way of getting around, like when it's out of season, like you can still have it. Yeah, yeah, that makes. I'm pretty sense. sure we do that. I'm pretty sure we froze some of it. I want to say. See, but I, who knows? I mean, that's a strange move to me. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, you know. Like out of season, we were talking about the other day. Like once you stop getting corn on the cob, you know, summer's over. Like falls, yeah, over, yeah. winter's here, and it sucks. But um, a total mute move that I never understood, and he still does it today to this day. When I was growing up, was my dad whenever we'd go to the farm or like the stand or whatever to go get corn and it always grossed me out to see if the corn was good my dad would peel it down take off a part of husk give it a bite and if it wasn't good he'd just place it back and we'd go on our way and no corn but if it was good <laughs> oh. we're buying 12 pieces I'm like what do you do and like he would then take that piece and like you know he'd take that ear that corn and you know, bag it and we take it home and eventually somebody get one with a bite in it. But uh yeah, he just ate it raw and he was like, that's his that's his test. So I don't know. No that's like way. such a that's like such a dad thing though. I feel like every time <laughs> like I'm out in public with my dad and we're like trying to find like a part or this or that, he's taking apart the whole box and I'm just like sitting there in the aisle by him like secondhand embarrassment. Like please like please don't let like some employee catch us and be like, what the fuck are you guys doing? That's oh, unreal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my dad's uh, he's shout out my dad, he's a special guy, and he's taught me everything I know. Um, Cal, uh, 
saw your clip today on a scale of one to 10. How would you, how would Justin Jefferson, do you think rate your gritty? <laughs> it's so funny that they caught that. Like we were doing it for like the last 10 minutes, like trying to figure out how to do it. And, uh, I feel like, I feel like if I was told to actually do the gritty, I can do it a little bit better than that. But it was just, it was funny how we were kind of all doing it at the same time. And then we all stopped at like the same time. But, uh, <laughs> I think he'd give, I mean, He's never done it on skates, so until he does it on skates or like with full goalie gear and stuff like that, then I don't really, I don't really know if he can talk. Well, that like the the greatest crossing sports now, right? Like it's becoming a more diverse thing, and it's you know you want to see it more in the game. Like maybe after an NHL goal, you'll see some kid just bust down the gritty, right? <laughs> yeah, I think it's a celebration in uh, in the new NHL too, in like oh, NHL twenty three or whatever. I I think I saw. It like a clip of like a goal, the, the goalie can gritty after a win or something like that. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I thought it. it was pretty hilarious. Got to play as the Kings, put Cal Peterson in between the pipes and after <laughs> the win, just gritty all the way down. the. I'll just start gritting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's um, I didn't know this, and this was dropped on me right before you hopped on here, Cal, but apparently juggalos are a very popular thing amongst the Midwest. Evan uh, Moyes had mentioned that he had a, Evan, how'd you put it? A juggalo and a I had juggle. a I had a juggalo and a juggalot at my high school. So, um, being from Waterloo, Iowa, we ever or had you ever thought about, or was it ever a chance that you thought about being a juggalo, considering they're huge and where you're from? What what's a juggalo? <laughs> perfect, perfect. I can't wait to teach Cal Peterson something. Um, I think it, I, I was like, I'm gonna go look it up on my phone right now. Yeah. Oh, dude, uh, you've definitely seen you've definitely seen memes of it. Is it a juggalo or a gigolo? Nope, nope. This no, is a, no, a gigolo is uh, something a little different here. But uh, they're like the oh. insane clown posse like fans. <laughs> I thought you meant gigolo, and I was just like, I was like, I didn't know they were that big. Yeah, so I haven't like, even seen these either. These are That's the kids that crazy. everyone went to high school with. That is crazy. There's no way that's no, these like this is these go Dude, the one girl like look in the bottom, look in the bottom Ev, go back up. Oh, right there, right there on the right, the person with like right below the picture below that. The person that's... with like cat whiskers on their face. Oh, this the girl, like a girl would legit show up to my high school with like that stuff on her face. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Was she in a punk like a punk band? Is it like punk rock? No, no, like dude. A, it was like extremo. insane clown posse is the name it's of like the band. It's like a rap. It's like, oh, like this is ICP. That's crazy. So what you're telling me, Cal, is you never really got into ICP music, huh? I was never I was never uh an ICP head. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't that didn't cross my playlist too often. No, it was more so Drake. Yeah. Yeah, more more so Drake, which is surprising too. But no, ICP. I don't know if they would have let. <laughs> I don't know if they would have let kids like that into the school looking like that. <laughs> which is probably a good thing. Anyway, I don't know how many people are right in the head if, if that's what they're wearing. Um, I mean, it's it's family, as they say. <laughs> that's, <laughs> their, that's their their shtick. Um. With that being said, uh, do you still do the OVO logo? Um, uh, I haven't done it. I think the last time I did it was 
my first year pro. Yeah. I think that was the last time I did it. Yeah, you didn't but get any love from Drake, and you said, "I can't, I can't keep doing this." I didn't get any love from Drake. I even like tweeted at him. I've tweeted at him every single year, just trying to get it. I think one of his like boys favorited it or something like that. But that would, that was about it. So just one move of the thumb, and that's all I got. But that's it would have been nice for him to be like, "What's up, bro? Like, appreciate you." Yeah, like prayer hands or something like that. <laughs> I'm gonna do a song. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a song about you on my next album, just because I did that. But with all the support, you'd think that he would, he would give me a little shout out. Something. I mean, I put uh, the National Coney Island logo on the back of my mask. I got a twenty five dollar gift card. So like, got a paid for itself. Of- yeah, exactly. What's crazy is <laughs> you're in like you're in L A too. Like you're in such a a market where I feel like he'd he'd really know it like toronto and la are the two places i think he'd like yeah. actually see it like, but yeah and it's like i guess it's got some visibility or whatever but yeah i don't know maybe i'll throw it on the next one but yeah i think uh i'll try maybe i'll try and do like a little bit of a tribute but again he's got like toronto so it's like it's tough i don't know i don't want to be crossing the sauces with that team <laughs> um <laughs> Cross of the sauces. Cal, uh, uh, Drake's a bit of a meme lately. Um, are you are you on TikTok? Are you off TikTok? Uh, I am on it occasionally. Probably okay. more than I'd like to admit. 100%. Like, let's let's pull up those screen time hours and see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just got the notification this morning. Uh, and I, it made me sad. <laughs> <laughs> Too many hours logged. Um, he's become a bit of a meme. Uh, you know, we're kind of, it seems like a lot of people are clowning on him saying he's not much more than a cartoon character. Do you have anything to, to speak on in terms of uh, the views on Drake currently? Um, I mean, the stuff that I've seen online is like, uh, <laughs> it's like the, the first song off there, that, that the new 21. album or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, can you do something for me? I, uh, those are so funny. Did you see, do you see the, uh, the video of 21 Savage looking at, or seeing the memes for the first time. Yeah. And he was like rattled about it. Yeah. He was like, I had never seen that before. And he was like, he was like, nah, man, nah, that ain't it. <laughs> but I, uh, I, I don't, I, I don't take any Drake slander. I don't know he's, what his, uh, what that guy's name is, but yeah, he's like a streamer or whatever. And somehow like linked up with 21. And they when he showed him that, like, like you said, 21 was kind of like, you could tell he was a little bit pissed and then they just moved past and they're like, all right, we can't talk about this. Yeah. They didn't even like laugh. He didn't think it was, didn't even think it was funny. No, no. He was, was like, like oh, no, that's okay. not it, man. And he was like, no, 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 that's not it, fam. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, But yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's a tough look, but you know, I think Drake has the, in terms of the star power, like he overcomes and he'll rise again. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, this album that he just put out, I think it's one of it's one of if not I don't know I don't want to say it's my favorite but it's definitely top three I think it's unreal yeah I absolutely love it I gotta give it another listen I uh I breezed through it and I just nothing really hooked with me but I'm also like a mental midget in terms of music where I'll listen to an album and I I won't really like any and this is the worst thing because I hate to admit this but in terms of music I won't like anything until it becomes popular. Like I'll listen to a whole album and if it becomes a TikTok song or whatever, and like everyone's using it or it hits a chart 
and then everyone's listening or using it for like Instagram or like videos or whatever, then like suddenly I become hooked. I'm like, oh man, this song's sick. Yeah, Even that's though, the like, song. Like, this song slapped the whole time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, no, uh, it's kind of that's kind of how it is. Like the Drake albums, I, I feel like I I listen to it the first time, I don't really like it, but then I just kind of like keep putting it on in the car and stuff like that, and eventually it's just like you keep finding new songs that you really love. So are you sure you're not like just force fe- force feeding yourself to be a Drake fan? Because it sounds like uh, I mean, sounds like... That, like where it's like it's basically <laughs> there's like a video or whatever I saw. It was like they played like one second of a Drake song, and like the guy just like the guy just took his head headphones off and got off, and he was like song in the year, and just like <laughs> went away. <laughs> I was dying. So that's kind of I mean I'm a Drake stan. So I appreciate it. Uh, I did want to bring up. So when we got to meet you in LA or uh, sorry, in Detroit, when you guys came to play the wings and we talked about it, you said some of the most uh, eye-opening shit that I had ever heard Cal. But uh, Evan, as you know, Cal's been in LA for uh, a couple seasons now, a few seasons. Um, But when he came to Detroit, he said he loved being back. Well, not back in Detroit, but being in the Midwest because he saw the leaves. He is excited to see fall and appreciate like a change of seasons. And to somebody that's been here his entire life and never gotten to live anywhere else. um, It was kind of just, I I mean, I chirped him a little bit and I was just like, yeah, it must be tough living out in the sunshine, the beaches and, you know, driving around in those sweet cars and living an LA lifestyle. Uh, But (laughs) I mean, I give you a lot of credit, Cal. You stay true to your roots and you're a good Midwestern boy. Yeah, I know. It's like when we go on the road or whatever, I'm like, please be snow. Like, like, please, please let it snow one of the days I was there. Just like change it up. Because again, like LA is gorgeous and, and the weather's amazing. But there are like, <laughs> see, again, this is going to sound so crazy. But it's like, you, you do get tired of sunny and 70 like every day. Yeah. Like sometimes you need like some rain and like something just to like change things up a little bit. So, but again, like there's probably people freezing their ass off that's like, I can't believe he just said that he gets tired of sunny and 78. So now I'm going to sound. I was just, I was just talking, like I was just talking to my cousin about this the other day. Cause uh, his dad or my uncle moved out to uh, like Arizona or whatever. And then my parents are, are got like a little beach beach house in Florida or whatever. And the Midwest, I feel like people always just shit on the Midwest cause it snows or it, it gets cold or whatever. But, you think about like the Midwest, you don't have like when I lived in Texas, there's snakes and scorpions and all that crazy shit. When you're in Florida, you're dealing with tornadoes. When you're in like Oklahoma, you get or I guess hurricanes in Florida, tornadoes in like Oklahoma, you, in California, every now and then you get an earthquake like the Midwest. Literally all your the worst thing you're going to see every day is is snow or rain. Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, I mean, it gets brutal during the winters, but I mean, it's like other than that, it's like not that bad. You just get you just get way more chances to like do stuff, I guess. But I don't know. I guess it's easy for me to say, and especially if you appreciate the seasons. Yeah, yeah, and I do like the season. I mean, like I I love fall, but when it gets into that grease, just like gross, like shitty winter, that's that's where I like I I turn it off. Yeah, and Cal's like, oh, yeah. peace, I'm going back out west. I'll see you guys never. <laughs> see you guys later. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, like Cal, you know, as much as you say, it's, it's tough having seven sunny and 70 every day. Uh, but I think two days ago I was scraping off my car trying to get it started. And, uh, you know, like I'm sure you don't miss that. So. Yeah, no, I don't, don't need to worry about that, which is nice. And your shoes don't get ruined from the salt. So there are some, I guess, benefits. But Hey, look, at the end of the day, the winners made you tough and now you can appreciate seasons, right? Yeah, exactly. That's now all we I, have now coming I from forward. the Midwest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I feel like I have more chances of being happy because you're going into the winter than if it was vice versa and you only get so many sunny days. Yeah, for sure. Um, I wanted to, to, to double back on our last conversation the last time we talked. Uh, are, are you getting into any new Lego sets? <laughs> when was the last? We, we talked during uh, COVID, right? Yeah, where like we nobody had I was, I was anything to do. A, yeah, I, was, I think I was working on like a Lego race car, but no, I didn't even finish it, which is kind of bad, I guess. I got like 90% of it done, and it was like just down to like putting on some of like the nitty gritty. And I was just like, man, I'm so over this right now. And I just like every single night, I would have like a glass of wine. <laughs> so it was like, I was like, I was 70 years old have a glass of wine and then just work on my Lego. And like once things started to open up and I was like, all right, I got to do something with my life. I can't just build Legos all day. <laughs> oh, so the, uh, the whole Lego trend really didn't click after that for you. No, I haven't done it since, but I think actually though, my mom was just, I think she's kept the Lego, the Lego there waiting for me to finish it. So There's... I guess next time I'm back. <laughs> I really hope that like all the pieces have been untouched too. That car is just sitting there partway done, 90% done and all the pieces haven't moved and they're just ready to go. And there's haven't, a wine, haven't moved an it. empty wine glass, an yeah. empty wine glass on the side yeah. of it. Have, have empty wine glass. And then like, just like the baggie and the instructions they are all just sitting right, just right in the dresser. Cal's going to come back for us. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> like he's got to finish it that's just my mom kind of instilling some character in me absolutely uh one question i wanted to ask i don't think i got to do it last time uh but we had maddie v from uh ontario on with us and he talked oh, yeah. about how he you know one night went out in the off season got invited to a party with some of the friends and they all went and he just you know was hanging out kind of by himself some guy walked up started talking to him they had a nice little conversation. He talked to him about playing hockey and the guy said, Oh yeah, like I'm an actor here. Like I, I've been living in LA for a little bit left and I forgot who it was, but one of Maddie V's roommates or teammates came up to him and they said, Hey, did you know who you were talking to? And you know, Mossman was just like, no, who was that? And he's like, Oh, that's Toby Maguire. Like that's OG Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I legit remember him telling like that day that he told me because he was like, I was like, Hey dude, what's up? Like, how was the night? Whatever. And he was just like looking at me and he goes, bro, Spider-Man was there. And I was just like, I was like, no way, that's unreal. I was mossing with Spider-Man, bro. Yeah. Yeah. But he was just like, he was like, bro, Spider-Man was there. And I was like, man, sounds epic. It does. That's unreal. Um, have you had uh, any LA moments like that or like where you get a little starstruck or you wind up in a place where it's like, wow, like I'm really in LA. Um, I don't know. Now that you mention it, it's like not really, I'm trying to think. I mean, like we obviously have a lot of people that like come to our games and stuff like that. Like Will Ferrell comes to quite a few of the games. 
So, I mean, like, seeing him, you know, like, when Snoop Dogg comes and, like, does our lineups and stuff like that, it's kind of like, that's not, like, a real person. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> this you know isn't what I really mean? happening. <laughs> yeah, this isn't really happening. But that's, like, kind of, like, the only, uh, the only kind of weird part, like, uh, Zlatan came like a couple years ago and he played like he played like soccer with us which was pretty crazy uh but yeah other than that like nothing at like parties or anything like i've really been like wow maybe i'm just not getting invited to those kind of parties but (laughs) (laughs) we'll have to work you on some guest lists then for you cal we'll do some networking yeah i know i gotta throw my name out there a little bit more we'll get you we'll get you rolling um but yeah uh lastly i wanted to ask do you run into a lot of like being a guy out there uh 28 you know kind of mingling a little bit maybe like do you run into a lot of people that are like oh yeah i want to be an i'm an aspiring actress or i'm an instagram influencer i'm a model or things like that oh yeah it's got to be it's probably like one out of every three people that you see is a aspiring actor actress or model or whatever it's like you go to like the restaurants and stuff too. It's like, you know, obviously pretty attractive people are in LA and they all usually <laughs> work like those, those like, rest- yeah, <laughs> they all work those like, you know, like waiter or waitress or something like that. And you're just like, you're like, wow, they're just, they're just waiting to make it big. Yeah. But now I feel like it's, it's funny though. It's just like where we live. It's like, we're kind of, like insulated from that like so we don't see a lot like the people that live down like manhattan Hermosa are really chill like down to earth people so we don't get a lot of you don't get a lot of like the tiktok people or not tiktok but like the influencers and stuff like that those guys kind of stay more up north and they're like little bubble i don't think things are as exciting for them down here but that's kind of the way i like it but you run into those people and again it's like you're not a real person but <laughs> i can't i can't knock the hustle if it's if it's working for him like i always you know like i'm not from and i haven't been out to la in like a long long time since i was a kid but i always picture it now especially where like today's social media and tiktok is i can just imagine those people at restaurant like that are working as waiters waitresses waiting to blow up quote unquote and like somebody walks in that might be a, like of higher influence or might be famous or whatever and be like they just break out their phone and like, Hey, check out my TikTok. Like this one blew up. I got like 2 million views on this. Like, uh, you know, I want to be an actor and it's just yeah. constant out there. That's all I imagine. That's crazy. Yeah, you make a funny video and all of a sudden you're like famous. Yeah. And it's, and it's a 10 second video. And that's it. And it's just a dance or something stupid like that. Right. <laughs> it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But again, can't knock the hustle. If it's bringing in some cash, can't knock it. Absolutely not. Um, but I did want to kick this over. I know Evan wants to ask a little bit more about actual hockey stuff and uh, mm-hmm. got some hockey questions going. What Perfect. was it supposed to be about? Oh, yeah. No, I uh, obviously you guys, I think it was after you were gone, but um, you guys joined the Big Ten my freshman year. And uh, I the thing that like there was always, and obviously this is just because I never played and I could pay attention to the video board and, uh, listen to what the announcer was saying um but i always remember there was like this stuff with the houses like the the student sections like if uh you know you got the most uh people at the game like at the end of the year like the college would send like a pizza party or whatever like a house thing and then 
I forgot. I think it was because uh, the other goalie was kind of buddies with St. Cyr. And he was like, we were talking to him. And, man, you guys have to live in dorm. Is it all four years you had to live in dorms? Or was it just the first two years? It's the first three years you have to live in a dorm. Well, it's 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 if you're on scholarship. So if you're on scholarship, you have to live in the dorm for like the first three years. And then like your senior year, you can move off campus. But like if guys weren't guys that weren't on scholarship, they could move off campus if they wanted to uh, after their freshman year. But most people are basically staying in the dorms for for I mean, some kids all four years, which is just bananas. But like. The, all the dorms too are like they're kind of like their own frats and like uh, sororities. They're obviously they're not co-ed, so it's like each dorm kind of does a little bit of the same frat stuff. You just have like a a priest that lives there, so I guess it's not really like a frat house, but <laughs> it's a like a frat, but really like similar. not a no. frat all at the same yeah. time. <laughs> Dude, that was the other bananas thing. There, there's like a a priest that stands on your guys' bench. Oh yeah, yeah. He's uh he's an awesome dude too. I mean it was uh it was uh Father John when I was there. Um but yeah, no, and then he would he he would lead us with uh a prayer before every game. We would do mass on uh the Thursdays before a game weekend and then um yeah, he was one he came with us on all of our trips. He stood by the bench like the whole deal. Man, would uh like would it ever be like I mean, obviously you're a goalie, so like probably medias or whatever, you come back to the bench and like whatever, start talking. But like, do you guys like swear? Like, do you guys chirp or is it he when he's there, it's kind of like, all right, you just kind of keep your head down and don't say anything. No, it's like, I mean, again, it's he's totally, I mean, again, just normal, normal. But it's like he understands like the hockey stuff and like, you know, he's from Boston or whatever, but, um, so he, get, he understood he gets that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that and like understands like the, you know, what goes on during the game and stuff like that. But I think it's just, as long as it's in the good light of the Lord, I think he's a, uh, I think he's a happy guy, but no, it's, a, it's again, it's like kind of like a unique, unique part of like Notre Dame or whatever, but yeah, you know, when you're in it, it's, you know, it's not the worst thing to have a little bit, hopefully have something a little extra on your side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I know. Uh, I know my, uh, my freshman year big 10 championship, Cam Morrison came down uh left wing and just rifled one by uh, my boy, Sean Romeo. And, you know, maybe, maybe it was a uh, divine intervention. You know, you had yeah. something, something extra, something extra on your side. There's a little bit, a little bit of a sprinkle, of some extra fairy dust or whatever that might've helped out a little bit. Especially at home there. Yeah, it it always I mean, we always seem to battle and actually this past weekend we had uh alumni weekend or whatever and uh we played no they played Notre Dame and I mean that the first night I think it was we won like seven uh seven three or seven whatever and the second night it was just classic Notre Dame hockey. You guys got one and then just packed her in and it was pack it in, baby packed her in it was game over one nothing uh and i mean i i think i can't think of a a night where it really got opened up either way in my four years and actually i'm uh my senior year i i uh i lived with Pooley's nephew and then i always played uh 
I'd always play Xbox with Pooley's son. So oh yeah, Scotty. I, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I know I know dude. Scotty pretty well, and then Austin was my roommate my senior year. So I know. Uh, yeah, I, I every every time after shaking hands, I'd have to tell. Uh, I'd have to tell Paul. It's Paul, right? Paul's the one. Yeah, at yeah. Notre Dame. I'd have to tell Paul to tell Scotty to get online or whatever. But, <laughs> That's no, was, uh, no, they're such a good family too. Like, I mean, we always go back. He, he always keeps in touch. It's crazy too because you look at uh, who who was it? Was it Anders Lee or Anders Bjork that his mom was like a secretary or something? There was it. Um. Well, it would have been like that worked at the rink. Yeah, it was. Or I don't know if it was at the rink or just worked. Well, for his the dad, university. Anders Anders Bjork's dad worked at the university he was like in the yeah. uh, i think that's probably what you're thinking of he yeah. worked in like the development office or whatever yeah well so, that that's like i forgot who i was talking to but it was like you got i think what college hockey they get six or 12 or 13 scholarships or whatever it was like you guys got an extra scholarship because he didn't have to pay for school he just was a walk-on and he was yeah, the best know, player exactly. on the team yeah i i guess i never even thought about that yeah, because he he was able to just come regardless. But either yeah. way, yeah. no, his dad's a great guy. I mean, like he's had so many people from his family. I think his mom went to Notre Dame too. His, both of his sisters. Or, and now yeah. you look at the uh, the Slaggerts or whatever. It's the same thing. They're both coming. Yeah, I know they got it. They're <laughs> studs too. Yeah, I know. I mean, those kids. It's it's so funny. Like when I went back to school, like Landon was there, and like when I was playing, Landon was like like a child to me like i was like like i was like this kid's like elementary school and now i'm like you know finishing my degree and like having beers with them and stuff like that and i'm like this is kind of wild <laughs> uh, exactly i had a college hockey question actually cal i don't know i this might be a little outside the loop but uh i don't know if you've noticed i mean evan did you guys play thursday friday last weekend uh, against noter yeah no it was friday saturday so I thought a lot of the Big Ten schools were moving to Thursday, Friday, and I've been told because of football. They're trying to avoid playing on football days because obviously you just don't draw as well on a Saturday night. Um, but obviously that didn't happen at Ohio State, so maybe not. Well, you chirped you chirp my you chirp my story. You saw because we we had, there was a football game Saturday, and it was I mean it was it wasn't horrible, <laughs> but it, it wasn't it definitely wasn't good. Um, uh, we had a few. We had a few. Like we would play. Friday, Sunday, if there was like a football game on Saturday. So I want to I want to say we played yeah. one time when we played you guys it was similar. Yeah, Friday, Friday, Sunday. Then whoever were playing got to go to the game on Saturday, which was cool. Oh, that's for cool. that. Um, so I guess then Cal, yeah. I mean, you guys wouldn't be opposed then going on like a different set schedule because you had played Friday, Sunday. So going Thursday, Friday even probably wouldn't be a big deal, right? No, I don't think that would be a big deal. I mean, it'd be It'd be pretty fun because I mean, like for for the college kids, we you'd have the weekend, so you'd have a little bit more of that. Get your work done Thursday, get your work done Thursday, Friday, and then have the rest of the weekend. It sounds like a pretty good gig, actually. Going to the football game, do a little tailgate, just have a couple, yeah, pops, some Gatorades, yeah. and hang out. Oh man, I can I couldn't imagine like playing two games and then wake up day off and you got a football tailgate like that. That sounds amazing. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that wouldn't be a bad day. Um. Evan, did you want to talk about your boy ripping a scooter? Oh, dude, my uh, my goalie <laughs> partner, all four years, 
Tommy Napier, he's a beauty, funny ass dude. But uh, <laughs> he, him and him and like some of the other guys were were going on like a, a bird scooter tour around the campus, and obviously they don't know anything about anything, so they're just driving wherever. And they ended up, I don't know how they did it, or, and I don't know the layout of it or anything like that, but he, it was he was telling me a story, but he ended up ripping a bird scooter like around in the grotto. And I'm like, and I, I don't know, and I don't know anything about Notre Dame, but I do know that that place is like probably not somewhere to be ripping a bird scooter through. <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure that's just like, I, I, he, he's like, yeah, there are all these people around. I'm like, Napes, man, you can't be driving through places like that <laughs> on a fucking scooter. Yeah. It's such like, it's, it's so like quiet and solemn and there's all these like candles and stuff like that. And I can see him just buzzing by. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's like the one the one place like I don't even want my phone to vibrate in my pocket there because somebody will hear it so quiet. What what is that? Is that What's a... the area? So it's like a it's like a replica of like the some grotto I think in Fran- France or something. But anyway, it's just this, it's like this huge like kind of like rock cave, and then there's like all these candles in there, and it's like people go there and pray, and like mm-hmm. you can like light a candle. And, uh, you know, like it's, it's kind of like a place to reflect, but it's actually, it's, it's really, really pretty in a, in a cool spot. You know, I like to, I think my mom went there before every one of my home games <laughs> when I was playing there <laughs> again, just trying to get, you know, a little bit of extra luck. Hey, anything helps, right? Yeah. Anything helps. Uh-huh. Um, Cal, one, two, three, four, five. I mean, outside of COVID you're, five years pro now um starting from 17 18 there's a lot of development and there's things you learn and you become seasoned especially being around some of the guys that you are in your locker room right i was just curious like looking now in this season is there when you look back and when you were freshman coming into pro hockey is there anything you'd like to tell yourself freshman you walking in for your first year pro that you now know it's like oh this would have helped yeah, I mean, it's a good question. Um, you know, the crazy thing is, is like, I'm still learning stuff like about myself and like mm-hmm. about my game that, um, you know, that I didn't really know or wasn't even aware of. And and so it's like, it's, it's such like a constant evolution or whatever of trying to figure out like what makes you tick. And again, like when you're in college and stuff like that, like, you, you know, you're, you're playing – like we were talking about Friday, Saturday. So, you know, you have to be on two days a week, but like when you're in pro, it's like, it comes at you fast and you have like bad game or whatever. It's, you know, it's kind of a blessing and a curse because you have another opportunity again, like right away. Um, but I guess maybe, maybe it's just, you know, having fun and stuff is probably the main, the main thing, like having fun and, and gratitude. Cause it's, that's like kind of the fuel that, that drives you. And if, you know, you can't have one without the other. And I think it just, you know, pays such huge dividends for your game and your mental state that, you know, sometimes you get so caught up of, you know, where do I want to be? Like, again, like when I was in the AHL, I wanted to be in the NHL and thought I wanted to be there. And, you know, now I'm in the NHL and, and again, want to be one of the top guys in there. And I think sometimes you just kind of have to sit back and just be like, hey, it's one day at a time. It's practice. It's a shot. It's a period at a time. And, you know, you put your head down and then hopefully one, you know, one day you can glance up and you're, you're where you want to be at your destination. So that's probably, that's probably, you know, one of the things that maybe would have liked to have when I first came in. 
I think like the interesting part that you bring up and you hit the nail on the head is it's constantly developing. And what I think a lot of people may or may not know, you know, I don't want to talk down on fans or anything like that, but what some people may or may not know about the pro game is like, you understand your mechanics, you understand what you need to do all the games constantly changing. So you might be tweaking on like where you're holding your hands or your setup, but for the most part, the mechanics of what you do are pretty in tune. But like you said, there's so much mentally that you're trying to figure out, sort out what I can do, the overload, the workload, when I need rest. Those are the intricacies that I think at your level, everyone, you're constantly trying to figure that out and like nail it down. Because two, you're constantly changing in the way you approach things, the way you think and things like that. So I I do think you bring up an interesting point where you're just, the mechanics are there. It's so much mental and figuring out your body and rest. And like road trips, <laughs> like when you when you guys left Detroit, I think you went to like somewhere way out east, came back into central time zone, came back into the eastern time zone, went back to the central, and then you guys like flew home. So every night you're taking a flight, you're going to bed in the hotel, you're waking up, you probably got to do a quick 30, 45 minute uh, morning skate, depending if you're playing or not. And then you like, you got to be rested and ready to go. And then boom, you're on a flight and you're going out again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those challenges with the program. I think that's, uh, that's rather interesting. Yeah. 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 Not a lot of people like, I guess really see that side of it and just, and then again too, like with me, it's, it's just figuring out like how you respond. Like if I have a bad game and like something doesn't feel good, like the next day, I just want to like just get a ton of reps, kind of bag myself a little bit, flush it out of my system. And then there's other times like where I'm feeling good and, regardless of the result, it's, it's more just like a maintenance thing and not trying to trying to do too much. And so like kind of just understanding that balance is, is something again, like I'm, I'm still learning every day. For sure. For sure. Evan, you got anything else? Um, no, I was, I was just kind of scrolling through, uh, scrolling through the EP free over the years. And I noticed the one year you, you were in uh, Ontario and Charles Williams was there for a little bit. I'm assuming you probably didn't really get to meet him very much. Uh, but I was just curious if you, uh, if you ever had to back him up because when I was in Jacksonville, I had to back him up. And I just remember the first game I was with him, I was sitting there like, you know, in the corner and, you know, waiting for a rep, waiting for a rep. I'm like, all right, all right. And this guy, he did not get out of the net the entire warm up, And I like, I was there for, you know, a couple months, whatever. And I, I quickly figured out he's just the most dialed, like focused. And he just wants every rep. And he just like, he wouldn't like, you know, he comes to the bench. I put the water up on the wall for him. And, and he, uh, I like go to give him knocks or whatever. And he, he just, he doesn't even notice that I'm trying to give him knocks. He's just that <laughs> dialed. I'm yeah, assuming. No, he, I, I, I was with ahead, him sorry. for a little bit. Yeah, no, I was, uh, I think he got called up when I got called up to the Kings. So I think, I think I, it was very briefly. And then I think he was like our third guy for a little bit or our second guy, maybe, but he played really well when he was, when he was in the AHL. Um, like he played really well. I think he played like five games or whatever, had like a nine twenty or something, but he was a good goalie and, and such a great dude too. So like I was, I always thought it was cool, you know, to see his success, but super gracious for his opportunity and all that. And he was, he was a really good dude. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I just, I'll, I'll always remember because that was like my first 
first time going up to the coast was when I was with him. And I was like, holy cow, is this how every guy is up here? Like, <laughs> That's awesome. That's cool to see. I don't, I, I don't remember anything like that, but I don't know. Maybe he just started developing it. But he was always, like I said, such a great dude. Always had a big yeah. smile on his face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he he definitely, like, on the ice, he was just always dialed. But off the ice, like like I said, first time, I'm asking him all kinds of questions, and he always would take the time. So it was pretty, pretty cool. That's cool. Uh, Cal, I wanted to end on one thing for you, and you could take a little bit of time. Um, but I was curious. I – the two kids that I deal with this weekend, we they had some stellar games. Henry had two. Uh, the Lola had a big one. We had to play like they're going to be a Triple A team next year, and our team isn't necessarily there, so we knew it was going to be a tough one. She had a great game, um, and I'm sure you get these questions occasionally. But like, any advice for young goalies out there, kids? Something to you know, like you might want to shine on them in their game. Yeah, like whenever I get asked this, it's like parents or whatever too. Um, I mean, my thing is just like skating has to be like your number one skill. It's like, if you can't skate, like you'll just never, you'll never be able to climb the ranks. And you see like a lot of, you know, the best goalies, right. In my mind are always like the best skaters. And I think it's such an overlooked skill, especially like the young kids coming up, you know, they think they just need to move around the crease and stuff like that. But like that agility, just doing skating drills and stuff like that. Like I lived off that when I was coming up and I think it's, it's, you know, turned it into such a good strength for me that, you know, I feel that if I get myself into some bad situations or whatever, you know, my footwork can always kind of somewhere sometimes get me out of it. But like I said, it's such an overlooked like skill that, you know, if, if I had a son or a daughter that that was playing, you know, I would just be like, you don't even need pucks. Like I wouldn't even worry about stopping the pucks. It's all about the footwork and, and your edge control and edge work. And it'll just, you know, you're not going to find a, you're not going to find a, a, a really good skating goalie. That's, you know, struggling to climb up. I feel like, I feel like it's always, it's always a natural progression. You know, the better skating you are, the better, the more success you have. For sure. And I think it's one of those things too, where like, as you get to higher levels and kids get older you know, playing the puck, not necessarily shooting, making a breakout pass or anything, but being able to exit and enter your net like cleanly and get mm-hmm. behind a stop like a dump in or a rim. Like you see kids at certain levels where they, they can't get out or they're afraid to leave because they could trip, you know, fall over their feet, anything, nick the net. So in terms of skating and just being able to do it all, I think uh, I think you hit the nail on the head where like it's just one of those key skills you got to be able to play or got to be able to skate to play, right? Yeah. Yeah. And again, yeah, it's so overlooked. Um, Cal, my last question for you, I wanted to ask is like, you know, there's always those bits where like you see hockey players, the way they answer questions, mid game, post game, whatever. Oh yeah. kind of, you know, it falls on the boys in the room here. You know, when you take a loss like that, it falls on us or, Hey, you just got to get pucks in deep. Got to get pucks in deep, bang bodies, move her feet, you know, pucks mm-hmm. in deep. Oh, well, you know, you guys, you guys won today. Yeah, we got pucks in deep today. You know, we were banging bodies. We're moving quick and pucks got in deep. Um, What's one of the, uh, a question or something you might hear in interviews that you're like, oh, this is a brutal question from somebody in media. Um, I don't know. I mean, again, it's like, I haven't really gotten carved too hard. Like, you know, thankfully being on LA, like, you don't, you get some, some hard questions, but 
you know, guys aren't coming to like push your buttons, but you know, sometimes like occasionally if like, you know, we go to a Canadian sitter or something like that, they'll just be like, what happened on this goal or like what, <laughs> you know? And I'm just like, you know, you kind of want to, I, I, again, I was like talking to like some, some of my buddies that play in Canadian markets. And I'm like, how do you not just like snap on some of these like reporters with their questions? It's just like, um, so like whenever I get that, it kind of like takes me like by surprise a little bit, but then, <laughs> you know, it's kind of fine, but it's, it, again, it's, it's one of the beauties of being in this market here, you know, you, we have great reporters and stuff like that, but you just don't get, you don't get, you know, really dug too hard on, you know, why you let in a fivefold goal or, you know, a wraparound or something like that, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then in a Canadian market, they'll be like, well, it was a three on three here, Cal. And you dropped into your reverse. The guy was at the, the top of the circle. What were you doing there? And you just kind of look at him. You're like, wow. I'm really yeah. in one here with this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have to go, yeah, well, that's Austin Matthews, and he had 60 last year. So, I mean, like, he's, he's he can okay score. shooter. Yeah, yeah. Why don't, you, why don't you jump in the net, and we'll see how that goes. Oh, man. Um, Evan, you got anything else? No, man. Thank you very much for popping on. It was yeah. nice to chat a little bit, talk about the uh, the good old days of college. Yeah, no, of course, fellas. I appreciate you guys having me on. It's I'm glad we could. We got to do this again sometime too. Yeah, we appreciate it, Cal. Um, good luck. Good luck the rest of the way. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Holidays are coming up. I hope you do a little bit of Christmas shopping. Get ahead of it. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. You never want to be on Amazon on the twenty third and saying like, "Oh, I need Express. I need this overnighted, right?" <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But no, happy holidays to you guys too. Have a great Thanksgiving. And uh, we'll see you soon, buddy. Take it easy. Good luck. Sounds on. good. Thanks, fellas.